Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Your premium destination for all things gaming culture. We have the latest in gaming news, reviews of the hottest new games, discussion and analysis of the games of yesteryear. When you're short on time and need your gaming fix, look no further than the crew who know their master chief from their master sword. I love Halo. Your hosts, Joel, Simon, Casey, and Ferg. So toss a coin to your Witcher and answer that call of duty. It's time to level up. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Yes, it is. And add some skill points to your skill tree and unlock some new abilities. It is the Discerning Gamer Podcast coming to you. Uh, with all all of us here, the DG crew cannot wait to jump into this week's uh, delectable selection of uh, delights. Uh, and so, without further ado, we've got uh, the PC gamer, the Sultan of Steam. He's raring to hand over his hard-earned cash to EA in order to live life as large as Tony Stark. It's Fergus <laughs> Fergamon Hamilton. Welcome to the show, Fergus. Oh, JB, how are you, mate? Oh, really good. Also with us, we've got the gaming chef, the Earl of Emotional Damage. He's back to mansplain to us an insanely complicated business plan for an as-yet unannounced update to the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. It's Simon Steely McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Steely. Oh, uh, you know what? There's a lot of things that I'm good at, which is mansplaining, Joel. And if you didn't know what that is, that's when a man... Uh, actually tells you something that you didn't pre like, tells it to you as if you're a complete fuckwit and then you basically <laughs> feel like a fuckwit and then he's like I'm a man so that's if you wanted to know Thanks that, for explaining that I mansplained that one to everyone well, just now and, mission and- accomplished Steely <laughs> uh, lastly with us we've got the Nintendo Queen lamenting an inability to drown her virtual citizens in the launch version of The Sims 4 it's Casey C. Mac McLaughlin welcome to the show C. Mac Thanks, Joel. <laughs> no worries. And leading the charge this week, um, I'll give you give you a quick hint. Impressive cock. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's of course Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. So Cyberpunk 2077's recent revival includes an uptick in players jumping into Night City on Steam Deck. So, according to stats shared by Valve, Cyberpunk 2077 is the fourth most popular game on Steam Deck by total hours played, topped only by Stardew Valley, Elden Ring, and Vampire Survivors in that order. Uh, we've uh, we've got uh, Cyberpunk 27, uh, 2077 initially shifted 13 million copies when it arrived for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One in December 2020, but interest in the game dropped when word of its technical issues spread. Now, thanks to Netflix's anime spin-off Edge Runners and a new patch, developer CD Projekt Red recently revealed the game had now sold over 20 million copies and recently hit 1 million daily players again. With the success mm. of Cyberpunk Edge Runners, a new audience for Cyberpunk 2077 has woken the heck up. On Steam, the game's concurrent player count recently beat The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt's all-time peak, hitting a high of 136,724 to Witcher's 103,329 best. 
Bloody hell. Yeah, I tell you. Uh, the rising tide of Edge Runners has also lifted Cyberpunk 2077's lifetime unit sales above $20 million. So uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, I'm i yet to get around and watch this anime, which is on Netflix. It's on my watch list. There's too many games, too many TV shows. i got to get around to it. Everything I've heard about it is that it's unbelievable. Um, yes. And so it makes sense that if you're new to the series or you haven't picked the game up and you've watched this TV show and been blown away by it, you might you might be thinking, shit, let's go and see what this video game equivalent's all about. So, um, yeah, not surprised that there's been a peaked interest in the game off the success of the show, but those numbers are insane. It's pretty incredible. Um, so, as as most of our listeners would know, Cyberpunk 2077 launched broken and CD Projekt Red has taken a long time getting it into good working order. So, mm. nearly two years out from its buggy release, it's understandable to want to celebrate the game's redemption arc. No Man's Sky, Final Fantasy XIV and Fallout 76 have all experienced the long journey from punching bag to plaudits. Why shouldn't Cyberpunk 2077? Well, I'm going to tell you. Because the game hasn't been truly fixed. It's only Mm. been repaired. Mm. Most of the bugs have been patched out. Some systems are better implemented and your character's cyber wiener will no longer clip out of their cyber pants. Uh, It's in a solid spot technically, arguably the state it should have launched in, but it's still missing much of what it needs to be a truly great game. For that, it needs significant overhauls, Mm. Uh, which is why it's such a shame that CD Projekt Red has announced that Phantom Liberty, the upcoming DLC set to release in 2023 is the only expansion it plans to launch before moving on from Cyberpunk 2077. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll say with all the, the hype around, I've sort of uh, been caught up in the hype train a bit myself and I've actually gone back and reinstalled uh, Cyberpunk 2077 to go back and, and have a look and have a bit of a bit of a additional playthrough. I think I didn't quite get into it far enough and unlock all the the sort of really cool abilities um but i've been watching a few clips of it on tiktok and it's sort of i don't know given me a bit of a shot in the arm to want to go Mm. back and revisit night city and uh you know spend a bit more time uh, roaming around there what about you simo uh, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, I, I can't be fucked for this game. Uh, it looks, nah, uh, full stop. I don't care what anybody says. I can't be bothered with it. Um, uh, and I heard you, sorry, I'm going to be a bit of a negative Nancy here. I, I heard you bring up No Man's Sky, but in the defense of a game like No Man's Sky, um, old mate that was creating that game lost his entire studio and was starting from scratch again. Should he have released it when he did? No, but I feel like a big um, big company like this that has released arguably one of the best um, open-world adventure games of all time in The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt to have even put this out when they did, um, I st- I'm still not going to... I wouldn't go and invest my time and money in it um, just mm. for the f- sake that it's coming back into vogue now. No, I can big, suck a big dick. That's what I have to say about it. Well, wow, there it is. CD Projekt Red. <laughs> Emotional damage. I mean, I'm probably. Oh, I'm on the war path tonight, James. <laughs> are, are you at least? Um, are you at least going to consider having a look at Edge Runners on Netflix? The anime. It's um, it's getting really good reviews, oh. and people are saying that the emotional core of the story is surprisingly amazing and and deep. 
Um, if uh, not really, because the thing uh, here's the thing though. If I go and I watch that, it, you know, then do I have to gear myself up to play the game? Or like, I don't have an investment in the series because I, I mean, I even just watched a video of like Keanu Reeves talking the other day in in that game, and it didn't interest me. I was just kind of like, wow, this guy's really. Had a, had a fall from the clouds, hasn't he? You know, for the most loveliest guy in Hollywood. Uh, I just couldn't get amongst the performance that he was given out. I couldn't get amongst the whole thing. I just, I, it just doesn't interest me, I don't think. And again, I'm being a negative Nancy, but, um, you know, Nancy is negative for a reason because she doesn't want to be played by Cyberpunk 2077. What can I say? <laughs> well, according to thegamer.com, uh, Edge Runners is pretty self-contained and people who haven't played Cyberpunk 2077 won't really miss out on anything from checking out this incredible anime. However, fans of the video game will notice several connections to the anime that make the show even more memorable. Uh, so, you know... Um, I think I'll check it out. Yeah, um, I think I think uh, mm. the hype's uh, mm. worth. It's like a Squid Game or something, you know. Everyone raves about yeah, it, and yeah. you've got to check it at out. Least, to at least see watch what... the first episode and see if it uh, takes you take your fancy. But yeah, yeah. similar to I, I'm more excited off the back of this news story and everything that's revolving around it to check the show out more so than getting back and giving the game another go. Um, I bought the game on launch on PC and. Whilst it wasn't anywhere near as bad as the PlayStation and Xbox release, it still wasn't great. But my overall gripe with that game is just that it's it's an okay game. Like, it's a good game, but it's not a great game that I want to spend hundreds of hours in. And when they did that, um, I think it was off the back of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X remastered edition or whatever it was. There was a huge patch that also went out to PC and... At that point, I basically started again, started playing the story, but it was still filled with bugs and and some really bad ones as well. There was a, um, I think I talked to you about this JB off off air. Um, there was a particular story mission where I had to meet someone in a certain place, and I went there, and she didn't rock up. And so I thought, well, I'll go and do a couple of other missions, and that might, you know, trick the game back into getting her to show up. And basically, it broke the game to the point where. I got a text message from her saying, why didn't you rock up? And it destroyed a whole story arc in the whole game. And at that point, my sort of... And I sort of knew where the story arc was going as well because my first playthrough, which I didn't finish, I got beyond that point. And at that point, I was I kind of lost a bit of patience for it and I never went and finished the full game. So I think it's probably done its dash. I, I tried it twice. It was, it was... Don't get me wrong. It's a good game, but it's a... Uh, give it a third crack probably not I might just stick to the TV show to get my cyberpunk fix moving fair forward, enough fair enough well spare the deets chooms for <laughs> these uh, these members of the DG crew um, just moving on from cyberpunk 2077 um, I'd like to take you to a little place called Monkey Island Okay, so all right, that uh, that music's far louder than I was expecting it to be, so I can't really talk over the top of it. But uh, all right, return to Monkey Island. Uh, I bought it on Steam um, to play on PC, uh, just because I felt a point-and-click adventure would probably lend itself a bit better to a PC than it would Nintendo Switch. But mm. I can't really comment on the Nintendo Switch version. I'm sure it's probably probably okay as well. Um, 
So, so far, <laughs> it's been really, really good. And despite the, the new art style, uh, which I don't mind, and I'd like to uh, remind people that every sequel to the original Monkey Island has had a new art style. And um, aside from uh, when it went down the path of uh, the, uh, I think, was it... Uh, uh, Escape from Monkey Island, which came out in 2000 and looked and played like a like a Telltale uh, game, and it was just shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was about as much fun as being fingered by Captain Hook. Uh, that one, oh, um, you know. So uh, emotional damage. <laughs> Uh, you know, just in uh, keeping with the pirate Emotionally theme. Emotionally abusive damage. Um, you know, uh, all the games have been really, really good apart from that. And um, this new one, it's familiar. It has a lot of the same Monkey Island feel and the humour that you'd expect from the games. Um, in the same way that The Curse of Monkey Island did, it gives you the option for an easy mode and a hard mode with more puzzles to solve, which is a really cool feature. So... If you want just that bit of extra challenge to try and, you know, prolong the experience, you can go for the hard mode and then there's just little extra bits that you that you gotta solve, or if you're if you're you know catering for like a younger child or something, you can go for the easy mode. The game starts on Melee Island, uh, which is where you start in the, the original game, The Secret of Monkey Island. Um, from there you get to meet a bunch of characters that fans of the series would already know, uh, and a few new ones. And honestly, as a fan of these games, this one is a must-play in the series and is already much more enjoyable than Escape from Monkey Island was. Uh, so already I want to give this title 8.5 Discerning Gamers out of 10 and Ooh. put this on my must-play list of 2022. Nice. Ooh. So uh, I'll say a big well done to Ron Gilbert and his development team because you guys have... Uh, done a bloody good job so uh, nice yeah well done uh awesome yeah next on my list uh construction simulator oh yeah how's that going jb i bought this on ps5 it was developed by weltenbauer uh which is a german software developer and it's published by astragon entertainment so far i've played through the tutorial campaign which introduces you to like a generic european town which has been damaged in a storm. Mm. Uh, you start out by helping a guy who owns a construction company to fix various issues around the town. Uh, he then tells you that he's retiring and leaving the company to you. <laughs> and uh, the company only has two vehicles at the start, so I don't know how he could possibly have been operating a successful company. But, Maybe he uh, sold all of his in inventory off. Yeah, you really get fuck all when he uh, hands the company over. You get uh, you get a, a backhoe and a crane truck, and that's, that's it. And uh, each, uh, each campaign mission sees you needing to do various tasks by collecting building materials, going and picking up machines and carrying out building tasks like pouring concrete, digging trenches and performing different erections. Um, the game is quite fun. Uh, however, it's really janky compared to something like Farming Simulator, which is, in my opinion, uh, cut above this title. However, in its defence... Uh, the game has some pretty well-defined missions and keeps you on track a lot better than Farming Simulator did, uh, which could get a bit boring at times, um, just given how open it was and how little direction it sort of provided for you. Um, overall, 
I reckon at this stage I'd give it seven discerning gamers out of ten. And given that it was significantly cheaper than a lot of other titles on the PlayStation Store, I can tend to forgive this game's shortcomings and have quite a bit of fun with it. Mm. Uh, so if you're a fan of simulator-type games, um, I reckon it's worth worth shelling out the 60-odd bucks to, to have a look. Yeah, right. Not sure exactly how much it's going for on Steam, but uh, as you've pointed out previously, Ferg, it's probably significantly cheaper on uh, Steam than what it is on the uh, PlayStation Store. I think it's about the same. Maybe fractionally cheaper, but I think it's about the same. I got it on a wish list. I've been looking at this one as well. Haven't pulled the trigger, but I think it's about the same price. Yeah, I mean... If you go into it knowing, yeah, you know its shortcomings. I mean, just the the animations, like when you're <clears throat> when you're outside of a vehicle and you're running around, the animation for like the guy running is really weird. It almost, <laughs> I, I don't really know how to explain it, but he, he just looks like he's really uncoordinated and he's sort of. Um, it's almost like he's flailing around, like uh, like he's running away from something in a in a horror movie or something, but. <laughs> anyway, um, it's I don't know. I, I'm having a bit of fun with it, and mm. I can see myself probably playing through a lot more of the game to unlock more of the machines and and that sort of thing. So uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. All right. So on that note, I'm going to hand over to you, Ferg, um, right to on. talk about a new game. A new game. Well, not super new. It's been out for a couple of months, but it's new to me. Um, it's a game called Dinkum. Um, which was released on July fourteenth on Steam, um, released in early ac- released in early access, and it's been described as an Animal Crossing meets Stardew Valley simulation game, Ooh. set in an Australian themed environment. Wow! <laughs> That's it. So, I've been playing the crap out of this game this long weekend, um, and so I've got some initial thoughts on the game, but. Um, it, it was one of those games, I've had it sitting on my wish list, it was sort of flagged when it came out, um, and I hadn't pulled the trigger on it, um, but I read an article, a Nine News article actually, um, with the developer, and at that point I thought, I've got to check this game out and, and support him. So, before I get into my initial thoughts, I'll just give a bit of a background to the game, because I think it's a fantastic story, and um, I think it's good to always, you know, celebrate some Aussie developers in the gaming scene. So, um, Dinkum was developed by a gentleman called James Benden and by himself and no one else. So this whole game was developed by him. Um, And he's a guy who's 100% self-taught. So he has no game development background. It sort of was a hobby of his that he sort of has now taken to to the next step. But he had to teach himself everything. So he taught himself code. He taught himself how to 3D model. He produced the game in Unity. So he... self-taught himself how to use that that software um and he began working on it at the end of 2017 and at the time he's got a background in graphic design but he actually had a job in retail so he'd go to work do his nine to five and then he'd go home and he'd start plugging away on this game which he's just put out so this game currently on steam has a 95 percent positive review score out of about holy eight and a half holy. thousand re- reviews, so fuck. It's, I think, in this interview with um, <laughs> with Nyan, he sort of was thinking he'd um, sell sixty thousand copies in the lifetime of the game, and I think he's already smashed that. So it's getting a huge response on Steam, um, and yeah, like I said, I've been playing this flat out for ten hours, and I got to say, 
these positive reviews are warranted for sure. Like, this is a fantastic game. Considering that one person has, has done this by himself, um, it's unbelievable, to be honest. So, yeah, so a bit about the game. Playing the game, you can tell it's heavily inspired by Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing. And what it does is, I don't know if it's doing anything you know, rever- you know, groundbreaking. But what it does really well is it takes all of the great things out of those games and similar farming simulator games, and it just does it just really well. And you know, in many cases, it does it better. I think so. Um, what do I love? It's got this unbelievable Australian aesthetic. So you know, animals in the environment. You got crocodiles and kangaroos. There's, I've seen echidnas, magpies, dingoes, sharks. All of the stuff that you craft are things like lamingtons, meat pies. You can create, you can craft, <laughs> you can you can cook dagwood dogs, sausage rolls. So it's just littered with all of this Australian stuff, which is, is really cool because we don't, you know, as Aussies, we don't get to see that a lot in in video games. So ne- never, <laughs> yeah. So that that's awesome. Um, it's it it's a simple looking game, but it looks fantastic. Um. You know, one thing that I absolutely love about this game, in comparison to something like Animal Crossing, one thing that grinds my gears about that game was the amount of load screens. Like, whenever you went into a shop or you went somewhere else, you'd always get this, like, this load screen. I don't know if it's a PC Switch thing, but it's like if you go into your house or someone else's house, it's just there's no there's no loading. It's just, like, straight away. So all of this stuff has been sort of yeah. ironed out and kinked out, which is really good. Um as far as like negatives, I don't really have any. I think they've got a really interesting. So the characters in this game, their language, you know, sort of like the Sims with the Simlish or whatever it's called, is is horrible. It's like horrific, but you can turn that off. So <laughs> it's very uh, small gripe there. Um, and I think if you're not a big fan or couldn't get into something like Animal Crossing because of the grind, it's it's pretty grindy in the sense that. It takes a long time to do specific things, but it doesn't feel like a chore. But obviously, I can see after 10 hours, the later game stuff's going to be, you know, hours and hours of grinding to get dinks, which is the currency of the game. But yeah, I don't know. This this game is fantastic. If you love Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley, you know, Harvest Moon, just any game in that genre, really. Um, yeah, you got to check this game out. It's unbelievable. You know, supporting an Aussie developer, the game cost $28 on Steam. It's getting amazing Lucky. reviews. Um, and it's, it's been released in early access, but I wouldn't let that scare you. The amount of content in this game is already there. And I've had a go at playing this single player and multiplayer. I haven't had any bugs, any glitches, nothing. It's got... it. I'm assuming it's going to have some super low system requirements. So you'd be able to play this thing on a potato. I think the download size was like <laughs> one and a half gigabytes. So yeah, I mean, 10 hours in. I'm having a lot of fun in this game, and I reckon I'm going to spend a whole stack of hours. So, yeah, this one's definitely worth checking out. Um, and initially, yeah, if I have to it. give it a discerning game of score, we're talking, we're in the nines here. I'm going to give this. Oh, oh, fuck. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9.37 out of 10. I, yeah. I don't even. <laughs> That's I very don't, specific. Yeah. Oh, and I'm not too sure, like, how I can take something away from 10. Like, it's not a perfect game, but there's not really anything wrong with it. And like I said, yeah, the voices, which you can turn off. But um, yeah, um, go and check it out if you like any of those games. This game's unbelievable. It just it's very very polished. Does things very. It's got all the good bits out of all those games, and I think it sort of does it a bit better. It's got its own spin on it. And considering it's Australian, I think that's also awesome as well. The Australian aesthetic of the game is fantastic. Well, for Dinkum. <laughs> 
Clearly they do. Yeah, clearly they fucking do. All right, Simo, Steely. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw over to you, mate. Gonna throw it over. Please do. Thank you. Don't don't throw just, too Just hard. gonna fucking oh, throw geez. it over, mate. Fucking you are fucking. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, get my catching arm out. I got to get the, the mid out. I haven't had the haven't had a catch catch a throw for a long time. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> have you seen this? Fucking <laughs> come on. <laughs> have you have <laughs> Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yes. Oh, tell Google tell us. Google Stadia has shut. It is shutting down, everyone. It hasn't shut down yet, but it is shutting down January 2023, everyone. And I just want to say, well done, Google. You lasted three years in an industry you tried to enter that you had no idea what you were doing in, looking to change the world, but instead you became the Ask Jeeves of the video game world. Redundant <laughs> as fuck. So well, slam dunk on that. Lovely. Love- here's, uh, here's us uh, putting our foot on the, the neck of Google lovely, Stadia. Lovely. And, well uh... done. Well done, Google Stadia. No, but you heard it right, everyone. Google Stadia. Yeah, just fucking... <clears throat> but you heard it. Oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> you heard right. Google Stadia has officially flopped. And um, as much as I'm gloating because I really thought this was a shitty idea that was designed... Um, uh, poorly and destined to fail uh, because it can't even exist in most of the regions of the world that would have the opportunity to want to play half the games that would be available on it. I have to commend Google. They are going to refund all of the hardware and software purchases made via the Stadia platform. I mean, uh, I make this sound impressive, but um, (laughs) uh, if I only had to refund two units of of a gaming console (laughs) platform, I'd probably do the same thing. Oh, (laughs) fuck. Hang on. (laughs) Stadia, Stadia. Uh, From having an awful name that sounds like the start of a Red Hot Chili Peppers album (laughs) that you choked on under the bridge like the dick of every other gaming company that is widely more successful than you'll ever be. And for at least coming out here and giving it a go, I say, good day, sir. Shit the bed forever. And all the best with the next Google Pixel, Pixel eulogy over, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Google Stadia. More like, see a lady. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to one of our uh, loyal listeners, P. Ham, for the pun there. Yes, loyal listener. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Basically, plural on that. Yeah, (laughs) back on that. Interesting, what's come out of this as well is there's actually people that have put thousands of hours into games on Google Stadia who are now freaking out because they they're thinking I'm going to lose all my progress on this game. And interestingly, a lot of the big developers are sort of coming to their aid to help them transfer some of their data. Like I was reading one article this. One guy had spent 5,000 hours playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Fuck. Cool. That's crazy. I, don't know, I haven't even had that many hours. So no. far <laughs> Well, Google Stadia <laughs> customers, I would say now is time to... Get to the chopper! <laughs> <laughs> that, that refund That's is quite awesome. nice, though. It is, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind. I mean, oh. let's see uh, Google refund the five thousand hours to that yeah. uh, guy on Red Dead Redemption. Mm. Emotional <laughs> damage. <laughs> but that's, that's all classic. Right. That's classic. It's only time. Yeah, Who gives yeah. a fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like you can't get it back. So, whatever. <laughs> mm. You've done it now. 
Anyway, anyway, moving on, moving on. There's been a Nintendo leak, everyone. Stop your, stop your bloody, stop all the clocks. That was what I was getting to. Fuck. <laughs> wow. Now, um, strap yourselves in for disappointment. There's been an, another leak on Amazon for Nintendo this week. And if you were sitting at home licking your fingers to this, you, you probably have the saddest life there is because this is just fucking stupid. Um, I stumbled across this leak by, by accident. When I saw the headline Mario movie leak on YouTube and my curiosity peaked and I looked at the video and here's what leaked everyone. Are you ready for this? Go. Are you ready? Go. Surprise, surprise. There will be, um, there will be Mario movie merchandise and an eight inch figurine was listed on Amazon. So <laughs> now before you, any of you go saying big whoop, Simon, who cares? Let me do it for you. This is fucking dumb. Who cares? At the end of the day, um, dear, <laughs> Dear YouTubers who who don't listen to our show, no, none of them are going to listen to it, but this is not news. This is not worth making a video over. This annoys me to watch a video. There's a picture of a toy listing on Amazon. With, it's not even the toys shown on it. You know, it's like, and it just says that it, it's that it's priced up as 80 pounds or whatever. Amazon, fucking, there's a toy coming out. Um, and But this is meant to be a leak. I mean, if you don't... <sighs> If you don't know that there's going to be Mario movie merchandise by now, because you've been living under a rock, you deserve to be fisted by the fist of the North Star. At the end of the day, this is <laughs> well, I will idiot. send you to Jesus. Uh, <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm sick to death of these kinds of news stories, if you can even call them that. Um, if you're desperate for new uh, n- Nintendo news content, um, and this is the best that you can do, just don't make a fucking video at all, because it's absolutely rat shit. Um, Settlement of squash. I'm done with that. But I have one last thing. One last thing. Um, also, here's my last course of emotional emotional damage this week, everyone. Ubisoft delay, delayed their um, Sea of Thieves mod, and um, it's going to <laughs> take a lot more than another delay to make this $100 piece of shit set sale. Fucking Emotional damage. Fucking mic, everyone. Drop the mic. Uh, the nice. L is out. <laughs> the L has left the building. See your thieves mod. Oh, I love I'm it. it. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, were we surprised that Fuck they delayed it? I wasn't. No. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is a bit surprising um, that it has been uh, delayed, but uh, I don't think they wanted to go head to head with the Sonic Frontiers release. I think that's what scared him <laughs> off. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Might have... Emotional damage. Might have been the God, God of, new God of War game as well, but I, I well, like to you, believe it's yeah. Sonic. If you put two pieces of shit out so close together, how are you going to find, you know, the, the bits of corn throughout it? You know oh, what I mean? Simon. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. you know, um, Skull and Bones can okay. have me when it earns me. Uh, in the words of uh, Kratos. Uh, all right. Yes. Well, uh, thank you, Steely, for your uh, for your news on uh, Google Stadia, which uh, will uh, will give the the Wii U horn um, just out of respect uh, for it, it another. Never, and it never got to Australia, did it? It was no, no. So much no, like it uh, failed before even got gaming here. Gaming in Australia, so. yeah. no, because we're we're shit. Mm. <laughs> NBN fuck up everything <laughs> fuck up everything alright uh, yeah <laughs> 
Uh, okay. Well, we're going to throw over to C-Mac now for hopefully uh, a, bit of, a bit of lighter news, a bit of something to uh, lift our discerning gamer listeners uh, up and uh, put them on a, a pedestal that they rightly deserve for listening to us uh, uh, each week. So what have you got for us, C-Mac? Oh, gosh. Yes. Well, I have got some lighter news to talk about today. I saw, stumbled across this today. Did you hear about this, Simon? Oh, I, yeah, you told me about it. <laughs> oh, I'm, have I? I'm not impressed. We've already had a chat about this in the car on the way home today. No, no of course you're not. But, okay, well, <laughs> it's meant to be a lighter moment. Horizon Zero Dawn, they've just, um, I guess it's a leak or a rumour, has just come out by um, the company, well, the website MP First, and it has been... What's this word? Corroborated, Corrob- like the corroboree frog. Everyone. Corroborated by uh, notable sources such as VGC and Lance McDonald. Apparently, they're noble. So, anyway, yeah. that Horizon Zero Dawn, there is going to be a remaster slash remake on the way. Five mm, years wow. after. Yeah, I was going to say it hasn't um, been that long. No, what? which is that's why Simon's a bit irritated, but yeah, oh, that's I'm gonna no, shush, mine anyway. So, apparently, it is yes, it's gonna happen, it's credible. And Sony is working on a new version of Horizon Zero Dawn, apparently, it has new character models, lighting, animations. This um website has claimed, and it will bring it, it will bring it in line with Forbidden West. So, fucking Forbidden not... West didn't even have new animations in it, so uh, oh, first they... one's gonna... <laughs> Emotional damage. <laughs> no, well, like you know, when you when you're up at the top of a cliff or whatever, and there's one of those repel points, and you you know hit the button to repel down, the animation in Forbidden West is exactly the same as it was in uh, Zero Dawn. So mm-hmm. why why yeah. does Zero Dawn now get to get to be recreated with new animations when they didn't even do that for the fucking sequel? You know. I... <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't know. Is it just it's, me? It was like a, it was like a money, a money grab, really, mm. and it, it, it didn't hasn't said if it's going to be built from the ground up, like you know, The Last of Us. Um, but they're told that the remake features will be improved lighting, what is it, improved lighting system, ambient occlusion, and such, overhaul textures, and better animations with new character models to match those found in the sequel. Apparently, so. Here we go. There you go. And it also mentioned as well that there's going to be a multiplayer game. Where have I seen that? Uh, they've suggested there's going to be a Horizon multiplayer game for the PS5 and the PC. Um, so, yeah, I guess they're trying to bring it in line. You know, got the Netflix show coming out. They're just trying to get as much as they possibly can out of the franchise before they... Yeah, Simon... Ludicrous. This has been five years. They have released a 60 FPS patch for the game, which makes it look almost identical to the sequel. This is absolutely stupid. This company, who is one of their AAA developers within PlayStation Studios, should be working on the next thing, mm. not the thing that came out uh, at the same time as Breath well, of the Wild. They're working on multiplayer as it well. Is, it is absolutely fucking bleak and i'm telling you this is done you know why because we, all of us all of us here have purchased a playstation 5 to what play horizon zero dawn again again but with better lighting go fuck yourself emotional <laughs> damage oh you made my segment so sad hey a new multiplayer thing might be cool yeah yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they actually make yeah. that work. But <clears throat> this is this I mean, is the stinks of uh, yeah. oh look, they've re-released Malibu Stacy, but she's got a new hat this time. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's an interesting yeah. it's yeah. an interesting one. Uh, who knows what the timeline is is on it? Um, 
Yeah, I mean the PC version, which I've just started playing, I haven't gotten too far. But that, I mean, that came out two years ago. I just looked it up. So five years on the PS4, two years on PC. Obviously, this this new and improved will be for the PS5 specifically. But um, mm. yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a big window there for them to be like, oh, you know what? Let's remaster a game which is, I don't know, in its state is reasonable. Um, yeah, it's an interesting yeah. move. I yeah. Don't know. Maybe they're looking for things to do over there. At um, uh, I forgot the developer's name. Keeping uh, people busy. Keeping people busy will just chuck a new lick of paint on the old Horizon and rebox it and <laughs> do a Last of Us and try to milk some cash out of it. That's what I said, <clears> well, yeah. on the on the lighter side of things, um, I have heard uh, a bit of bit of talk coming out about Horizon Call of the Mountain, which is yeah. an upcoming game being developed mm. by Fire Sprite and Gorilla, um, specifically for the PlayStation VR 2. And uh, everyone who I've seen reviews on uh, YouTube or you know heard on other podcasts reckon that this game is just incredible. Like, they haven't obviously got a lot that people can play of it, at the moment because it's still in development but people are getting to sort of go through this opening scene where they're in like a canoe going down this this river and a tall neck comes and sort of steps over the top of them Mm -hmm. and they said it really puts into perspective just how big the tall neck is compared to like a a normal sized human in the game i mean when you're playing as aloy it's probably a little bit harder to to really fathom the the sheer size of the thing but when you're wearing the vr unit and you're literally Mm. in that first person sort of um position the thing just looks fucking massive and people are saying it's really amazing in terms of how it integrates with the the vr2 sense controllers um which let you grab onto ladders and climb up walls and do a lot of stuff um in in a you know, really sort of natural way. And not to mention that uh, they reckon the combat's really, really good uh, where you actually have to draw arrows out of your mm. um, out of your sort of quiver and then draw the bow back and fire and all of that sort of thing. And they reckon that's mm. really amazing the way that that's been implemented. So I don't know that I'd be really spending any money to go back and do a remaster of Horizon Zero Dawn, <laughs> but... Uh, I would certainly consider buying a PlayStation VR 2 so that I can have a look at mm. Call of the Mountain because that looks mm. incredible. And I personally would rather see Gorilla spend their time and energy polishing that and making sure that that game is a, an amazing experience to take the Horizon franchise forward rather than going in the other direction like Naughty Dog have done. Yeah. Um, That's right. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement. It's just interesting. But, I mean, five yeah. years. Oh, sorry, Ferg. No, I was just yeah. saying five years is a very short window to be mm. reskinning something. I don't know if the excitement is quite there as, you know, a Last of Us, you know, one, which was... Maybe they want which, to line it up with the TV show or something like that. Sort yeah, of true. Get yeah. people excited. Yeah, and, this is yeah. true. Well, The Last of Us one's a 10-year-old game, yeah. pretty much. That's the difference, right? Yeah, and that's what I was kind of going to say. That game is, a, is an old game and it was at oh, its... It's crazy that it's so old. I thought yeah. it was only five years old. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> no, played it. But when that came out on the PS3, it was at its prime, you know. It was, it was probably one of the most boundary-pushing... 
uh, games for the PS3 in terms of visuals. And to now just bring it up to match um, mm. the, you know, the part two on, on um, PS5 and everything, I think that that is a really smart thing to do because I think that it, it was due for just that extra breath of vitality um, that that game maybe didn't get because it came out on that hardware that it was pushing the boundaries of and now it's on something where it can sit comfortable in whereas for horizon i mean again playing that game um on the ps5 from the ps4 copy that i downloaded for free off the the playstation store as a part of the ps4 collection or whatever and then and then that game getting an update to be 60 fps and looking identical to the game that comes after it just shit the bed. Go home. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Okay, well, you heard it here first. All the DG crew are in agreement. This is a bad idea. <laughs> oh, I love that horn. Classic. But uh, yeah, so Gorilla gets the Wii U horn this week. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. Normally love what you guys put out, but uh, if this rumor is true, I think it's. Uh, I think it's just crazy because I feel mm, ripped off so having so. bought Zero Dawn not that long ago, and now they're wanting me to reach back into my pocket again for another uh, another little yeah. dip. Well, they could do similar to what Cyberpunk did. Maybe for existing owners, they'll get a nice free upgrade, and maybe you're only going to be having to <laughs> buy it if you're. Uh, oh, am I being? Am I talking crazy here? You reckon they'll? Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're going to... They're going to grab us by the ankles and shake us upside yeah, down and yeah. milk they, us for every They coin. got sad enough when they said that they were going to offer the upgrade to PS5 for free and then they wanted to go back on it, but because they promised it, they couldn't do that. And then they were like, mm. no, we're not going to do that for any other future PS5 games because that's going to cost us a lot of money. <laughs> and so it's just like, seriously, um, it, this is just fucking dumb. Anyway, I can't, yeah, sorry, you've already I'm, said that. I know, I'm very angry. <laughs> I'm going to step back. Take a step back. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, anyway. you dumbass. Um, (laughs) (laughs) all right well that takes us to the end of our weekly news roundup and it takes us headlong into our novelty segment for this week which is called this or that And I'm going to throw over to Ferg. Uh, Ferg is the the, the MC, MC of, for of this the week novelty segment this week. So yeah, we're gonna let's. This is a fun one. We're going to do novelty segment this week. It's this or that slash would you rather. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to chuck a few this or that's and a few would you rather's out to the DG crew, and I'm just interested to see everyone's response. And you can feel free to elaborate. As you wish. So maybe we'll start with J. We'll go JB, Steely, uh, Pistol Pete, and then myself. Right. So <laughs> I've, I've got a whole stack of them. I'm just going to go rapid fire and we'll just see how long this takes and where we go. So let's start with uh, an easy one. JB, starting with you. This or that, Mario or Link? Well, um, you know, it's it's controversial. I do like both. Mm. But, uh, you know, Mario 
I think, has to take the cake. He's uh, He's been with us uh, just that little bit longer. And, uh, yeah, so it's, for me, it's uh, Mario all the way. All the way. Original and the best. <laughs> me, Mario. <laughs> Still. Wow, that was a good one. That's <laughs> oh, a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, mm, I, you know what? Um, I'm going to say Link. Um, yeah, reason well. being, um, what was that? Was that a soundbite that I didn't hear? Uh, no, that was just uh, that was just me uh, sort of. Link start. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, so... Um, no, but definitely, Link. I mean, at the end of the day, there are some amazing stories um, that have been told in the Zelda universe. When when you look at um, Miyamoto as the game creator and oh creating God, those two characters... No, that's right. I'm going to take one second. You interrupting is making it longer, so... Um, hey, uh, listen! Yeah, exactly. Um, so, basically, Miyamoto doesn't like stories... Mario doesn't tell a lot of great stories, and I love the stories in the Zelda franchise more than the Mario ones, and so therefore it's Link. Okay, nice. well. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, oh, shit, I can't stop that one. We're going to get the whole thing. Oh, there you go. Maybe it's about to stop. Oh, no. no it's it's, 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 it's going to keep going. Oh, fucking hell. What do you reckon, C-Mac? Mario or Link? Oh, I'm just going to go with Mario because my little boy loves Mario so much and I just enjoy that I can well, play... Well, now I sound like a shit <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I just like playing games with him and the fact that he loves Mario more than anything in the world makes me love him as well. And I, for the same reasons as, as Steely, I'm going to go with Link. I think there's some... As much as I love Mario, there's some great storytelling in the uh, Zelda games, so I'll go with Link. Um, I want to point out as well, I've tried to pick some things which are uh, not easy ones, so they require a bit of maybe thinking and <laughs> picking against something that you, you love. So, all right, moving on. Next one. Um, JB, God of War 2018 or Breath of the Wild? Um, has to be God of War. Um, not even a not even a question. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, it has to be Kratos uh, for me all the way. Um, look, Breath of the Wild's a great game. Um, not my favourite Zelda game, um, which you know may be controversial. I um, I liked uh, Twilight Princess was the uh, one I liked the best in the Zelda franchise. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's got to be uh, God of War. Boy, boy, Steely. That's a nice short one. Thanks. This is this is a really hard one because they're both um, reinventions of a series, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's a really, really uh, good good comparison of the. Would you rather the both in Berg? Just wanted to say that because I love you. Thanks, um, but <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, um, uh, look, I think Joel's quite valid there. But I, I mean, I've been a Zelda fan for longer, and so. My natural instinct is to say that I'd prefer Breath of the Wild. That's a game that I could go back and play again and again and again just to experience the world. Whereas with God of War, I've played it. I want to play the next one now. Mm. You know, it's just like I'm not I'm not even... <laughs> I'm not like I want to go back and play God of War 2018 again because mm. I've seen that now. Yeah. You know? hmm. See you, Mac. <clears throat> um, I'll go Breath of the Wild just because, yeah, I love Zelda 
Not as much as Mark. Oh. I'm gonna get a tissue. Just... <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I just laughed yeah, my no. fucking ass all out of myself. And now... and, wow. Yeah, I, I choose Breath of the Wild. I, I, yeah, I love God of War. But I, I reckon we played it when we just had our first son, and he was a terrible sleeper, so we didn't really get to play it in its full entirety. Like we played the whole game, but it was very choppy. Simon, mm. stop. Um, but no, I like Breath of the Wild. Just I love Zelda. That's mine. Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, Breath of the Wild as well. And look, Cardinal Sin, yet to play God of War. I've got it in my library. I just haven't oh. haven't got around to it. And unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to get to it before um, the newest edition comes out either. So I'll have to go Breath of the Wild. Great game. All right. The first of the Would You Rathers, JB, starting with you. Would you rather only for the rest of your life be able to play games that came out before 2010? Or after 2010? <laughs> so, new release games, 2010 onwards, or everything that came before it, including all of the nostalgia, all of the old school games? Nah, 2010 onwards, 100%. Yeah. Um, because um, I think the the experiences that, that have come out now have, um, have far exceeded anything that came before. So, you know, I do like a little hit of nostalgia every now and then, but I much prefer to jump on to a, uh, a current um, sort of more modern experience. So yeah, sure. uh, there we go. Steely? Yeah, I'm with Joel on that. I mean, at the end of the day, there's been so many advancements in games uh, as far as how we play them, you know, control-wise. As far as the stories and how they can be told, it would be almost nutters for you to go, like like all these people that go, oh, Nintendo 64 is the best console. It's like, well, no, it's not. Have you played anything new lately? You know, I just think that it would be naive to do that. And and, but, and think about it. Half of the games that came out before 2010 have been fucking remastered anyway, haven't they? Yeah. So you can <laughs> play them all again anyway. That is correct. <laughs> um, I mean, a big part of what makes the, the older games like so fond in our memories is it's not usually the game itself but it's like the experiences that we had like you know playing with friends or you know going over to a friend's place for a sleepover and smashing out mario 64 or whatever the case may be and you know as much as those are fond memories i think we've all very much moved on from that and and so yeah. When you go back and play like a lot of those older games, like even going back and playing Goldeneye now, mm. like it just looks so dated compared yeah. to what we're used to playing now. It's um, it, it's a good point. I mean, at yeah. that point in time in the past when we were playing those games, we were playing it on the best console of the time. So yeah. that was the mm. benchmark. And I remember when I played Halo for the first time and just being like, this is it. Like, where can we go from this? This is the ultimate. This is just peak. And <laughs> can't get much better than that. I was like, this is, I can't imagine anything better than this experience. It was that unbelievable for its time. But yeah, here we are in 2022 and things are definitely have come a long way. What do you reckon, Steely? Or you finished after? I did. No, he's, yeah, he's I'm done. done. I'm completely- no, I, I'm the same after 2020. And also, like, 20, yeah, 2020. 20, oh my yeah, God, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. yeah and also, you're going to get more games that way, aren't you? Mm, yeah, as long for as you sure. Live. That's it. <laughs> you just keep coming out. You have to yeah. keep replaying old games. So. That's exactly right. Ha- yeah. Easy. Easy yeah. one. I'm in the same boat as well for all reasons just discussed. There are some games that have come out pre-2010, which I dive into from time to time, but against what has come since that date and what is to come, yeah, you got to go post-2010. 
10. Righto. Next one. Would you rather for the rest of your life only be able to play single player games or co-op slash multiplayer games? JB? Oh, easily single player. I couldn't give a fuck about co-op and uh, multiplayer, to be honest. So, uh, that is uh, correct. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> no yeah. no co-op, no couch co-op with the kids? No, like, that. I, I do enjoy a bit of that, but quite often... For me, my favourite is to just get lost in a world by myself and just be there in that moment. And, you know, I don't find myself playing too much multiplayer these days, but um, I can totally understand that for some people that is that is the big draw card and that's what they prefer. But, you know, I think of my favourite experiences, think games like Fallout 4, God of War, you know, stuff like that. They're all really single-player titles and... um. You know, different story if you've got friends over and you're sort of, you know, playing together on the couch or whatever. But, um, yeah, that's, that's for me, it's got to be single player all the way. Yeah. Steely? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm in the same boat. I mean, I I love the... Oh, hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love the fact that, you know, I get to sit down and play games with Casey from time to time, like Overcooked and like... It takes two and a way out. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that they are still not my favourite gaming experiences because I feel like with a single player game, there is often a bit more focus towards the individual's user experience and that being meaningful. And I think that that um, is just tailored towards my you know my tastes a bit more i like those single player games and at the end of the day we can just share them like oh, i'll play a bit you play a bit i'll play a bit you play a bit and you know that's that's fine for me i still like the stories that are told in those games more and it would be a bit of a shame if i was to be like oh well no nah, fuck it i'll just play smash brothers ultimate for the rest of my <laughs> life you know like no i can't do that mm-hmm. yeah See, yeah mate. i'm i'm <clears throat> yeah i'm the same it's correct no <laughs> yeah, no brainer. Exactly the same as everyone else. Like, geez, yeah. we're all yeah, an antisocial yeah. bunch, aren't we? No, and we're again. very antisocial. But yeah, same as Simon said as well. All the single play games, we you know, like for an Uncharted one, you do a chapter, mm. and then we'll you get next one. We'll do a chapter, and you sort of break it up that way. But we'll you know, it's still single player. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my vote. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go single player as well. Um. Don't get me wrong. I love the multiplayer games. I love playing Fortnite with friends. I love playing Warzone. I love playing all those co-ops. Like I've been playing Dinkum this weekend with Pud. I love all that. But what I'm finding is as I'm getting older and I'm getting busier, the times where I get to play games aren't necessarily when everyone else can. So I lean towards the single player experiences because Mm. I can play them at any hour of the day. I don't have to be relying on anyone else to be available for it. So I'm going to go the single player games as well. Correct the mundo. <laughs> That's it. Thanks, <laughs> a lot of correct <laughs> What about, um, we'll do another this or that. How about Sonic the Hedgehog or Donkey Kong? Mm. <laughs> um, all right. Well, for, for this one, it's, it's a bit of a tricky tricky one but uh i'm i'm gonna go sonic the hedgehog 100 percent um nothing against donkey kong um uh, really like donkey kong country on you know the snes and and uh nintendo 64 but 
Yeah, Sonic's just got something that that didn't have. I, I don't know. I just really liked a lot of the Sonic games. I just hold them in a bit higher regard uh, up until they went shit. Mm. So uh, yeah, mm. Sonic the Bloody Hedgehog. Sonic boom. <laughs> <laughs> Steal it. This is a this is a hard one for me because I mean. When, being a Sonic fan, and like we've talked about this so many times, that if you look at both of those series, and if we talk about them as a series, uh, Sonic has had so many more titles, but the vast majority of them are absolute, you know, planks of wood. Oh you know, burn, no, fire! You know, if you to look at the, you know, the tr- the original Sonic one, two, and three Knuckles, and Sonic Mania. Yeah, sure. You could you could say that they are they're amazing games and they're the best in the series. However, if if you haven't played Donkey Kong Country Returns and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, um, they are some of the best two D platformers ever made, uh, hands down. Tropical Freeze is just like lang lang pow. It's like a good Kung Pao. You know, you just want to go back again and again and again and get to the very end of it and then regret everything you've done. And it's just like with Sonic games, you play them and they suck. And it's really frustrating, you know, whereas I'm excited for the next Donkey Kong, whatever they announce, you know, because I know that it's probably going to be vastly better. Um, So it's got to be weirdly Donkey Kong for me. Mm. Well. Oh, so you went Donkey Kong in the end, did you? Yeah. Oh, I, I fell asleep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get some horse papers. Hold on. I'm going to go get some horse papers, everyone. I'll be back. When I hear you talk the, about The Duchess Simon. of Emotional Damage <laughs> firing tonight. That's it. Yeah, no, that's right. She'll be really upset when I take the house, the car, and the kids. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I'm going to go Donkey Kong because I haven't played Sonic. That's mine. Boom. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go Donkey Kong as well. I think out of the two series of games, probably my favourite is um, Donkey Kong 64, which is just an iconic Nintendo yeah. 64 game, which I absolutely love. So for that reason, I'm going to go Donkey Kong. All right, this one's a bit of a mouthful, so listen up, team. Would you rather pay full price for a game that at and this is timely off the discussion around Cyberpunk 2077. So, would you rather pay full price for a game that at launch is a 5 out of a 10, but is well supported by the de- developers that over two years bring it up to a 9 out of 10 game? Or would you rather pay full price for a game that is at launch is a 7 out of 10, but the developers don't make any further improvements to the game? Did that make any sense to anyone? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's delayed gratification for a game that's going to be a nine out of ten, where you have to wait two years, or you can take seven out of ten on day one and it doesn't get any better. Well, the old saying is uh, a bird in the hands worth two in the bush, Ferg. So I'll take the seven out of ten at launch, and uh, fuck the support. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Stealing. I'm I'm with him. You know. Fuck it. Seven out of ten. If you're going to fuck me around and give me some piece of shit and then dust it up and make it look gold afterwards, you deserve to eat it with your own mouth. Okay. Well, I'm going to go the other way 
and because I've got too many things to play, so I may as well just buy it and then I'm. Wait, <laughs> that is I'm probably not gonna... correct. <laughs> because according to the encyclopedia. Of... <laughs> just because. Wow. Um. Yeah, I don't have enough time to play what I have now. So if I bought it now, I probably wouldn't get around to it till two years later anyway. Yeah. Yeah, good one. That's yeah. yeah. I'm I'm nearly with you, C Mac. I think I think <laughs> it depends on the game. Like if this was a game that I was really excited for, oh, say yeah, say it. Starfield, I'd rather take a seven out of ten Starfield than wait for two years. If this is a game which I'm not that excited about, for those reasons, I'm happy to wait a couple of years while I play all the other games I haven't got around to playing. But I think it's also what is wrong in our industry at the moment. So in order to s- yeah. stick it to the man about developing and releasing half-cooked games, I'm going to go with a 7 out of 10 game. Um, what else we got? How about uh, EA or Ubisoft? Well, you know. <laughs> Fuck up everything. Uh, I'm going to go Ubisoft, um, which I know is uh, controversial <laughs> since uh, the opinion of uh, another member of the DG crew is uh, firmly in the other camp. But... Uh, Personally, I quite like a lot of the Ubisoft titles and, um, yeah, have done, will do. So, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm going Ubisoft. So, there we go. Steely? Do you even have to fucking ask me this question? <laughs> I mean, come on. C-Mac. At the end of the day. No, but I need to tell you, EA, I'm just going to list off some things for you. Oh, my God. Uh, EA Originals, let's not forget that uh, A Way Out was a part of uh, that initial release, and that was a cracker of a game. Um, some of my fondest gaming memories um, with uh, yourself, Ferg, Joel, and my brother Richard uh, playing FIFA all together and mm. having a pisser and making Rick really upset when me, who sucks at every sport, can beat him at a sports game. And then... <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I mean, um, I don't know. I'm sure EA has done more than just those two things for me to get excited about. But fucking Ubisoft has done a lot worse. Mm. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm gonna go EA because they might because Sims. EA games challenge everything. Yeah, I'm with you for that like reason this. as well, C Mac. Just for yeah. the Sims, one of my favourite yeah. franchises of all time. Ubisoft's got some great games, so but the only thing that puts EA ahead is The Sims, I think. Um, Which really is a Maxis game at yeah. its core. It was uh, true. Yeah, but EA's anyway. more involved. EA's just the a... publisher. Yeah, they, it, but they've published some other games which I don't mind as well. So we'll, we'll go EA. Um, all right, JB, how are we going for time? Feel free to gong me or wind me up. I'm getting towards the tail end, but. Yeah, I don't want to um, go forever. But no, that's all right. Let's finish. It. Let's go. Let's How about it. Gotham Knights or Skull and Bones? Oh fuck! <laughs> Jeez. Um, <laughs> look, I'm going to go Skull and Bones uh, on this one because uh, I've seen a lot more about Gotham Knights that suggests it's not going to be a great experience. So I'm going to go Skull and Bones on that one, uh, Mister Ferg. Yep. And hope Steely. hope that it's good. I'm going to put a third option here. What if I was to stick a pin through the eye of my urethra and <laughs> stick it through my fucking foreskin and... Oh, and emotional <laughs> damage! I'd rather do that than play either of those 
fucking. All right, I'm going to say the Batman game because I didn't really like the Batman. Isn't that what that one is? That's a shadow of a Batman game. You want to play a real Batman game? You can play Arkham Asylum. Batman one. I'd go that one because I didn't really like the the um trailer for Skull and Bones. Mm. All I'm basing it off of. It looked a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I'm Batman. <laughs> Gotham Knights, Batman is is dead, so you get to play all these other um, random people. But um, I'm going to go Gotham Knights as well. Like I've been harping on, if they can just get the things that they got right with the Arkham series, the game will be a bit of fun. I think Skull and Bones is... Yeah, they're about to take on Sea of Thieves in a genre of game, which is, you know, already got a champion, and I think they're going to gonna really struggle. Mm. So I'll go Gotham Knights. Um, what else we got? I'm Batman. <laughs> one last quick one before I get into some uh, DG host specifics: racing games or sport video games. Well, <laughs> two genres that I, I I don't think all the DG crew we don't talk about these a lot, but I'll say racing games because um, I've really enjoyed games like Burnout and. Um, Mm. you know twisted metal and stuff like that which maybe you could argue that they're not purely racing games but there is racing elements mm. to all of those so i'm going to say racing stealing yeah 100 percent racing for me um mario kart uh burnout like joel said and, and i mean the whole burnout series just kicks and i mean who could forget HSV Adventure Racing on the Nintendo 64. <laughs> Wave Race as well. There's so many good racing games um, and a lot of sports games just fall flat, you know, because Correct. they just don't get it right. But yeah. Yeah, 100% racing because I don't do sport. Don't but that is I do, correct. I, I do Mario Kart. That's it. Nice. No, I'm going sport. I mean, racing games are great, but. I think of some of the... that is not correct <laughs> because according to the encyclopedia, of... <laughs> I just think like I'm a huge basketball fan. So my relationship with you know NBA Live throughout the years and 2K, and I'm actually playing 2K23 at the moment, which I think is a huge return to form for the series. So another game that you mentioned, Simo, FIFA. I mean the amount of hours and the good times I've had mm. playing that game. I want to go with sports games over racing games. Okay. Righto, to round this off, I've got three, but they're for individuals. So I've got one for Joel, I've got one for Steely, and I've got one for C-Max. So hit us. So this or that for you, um, JB. Commander and Conqueror or StarCraft? Mm, StarCraft. Um, StarCraft because um, each... Each of the three races you can pick in StarCraft are unique. They've got their own abilities. They've got their own strategies that you've got to put into place. It's just a much better crafted game. Um, and, you know, Blizzard are bloody experts at doing that sort of shit. So StarCraft, 100%. Um, mm. But still got very fond memories of Command & Conquer. So uh, I'm not not consigning it to the trash heap just uh just saying starcraft's just got so that, that little gotta, bit of you gotta X pick factor. one or the other um feel free to chime in anyone else if you've got some thoughts on these games um, zero thoughts zero yeah. thoughts uh, my thoughts are i've not played them both so. <laughs> i'd go command conqueror over starcraft oh, okay. as much as i enjoyed starcraft i just command and conquer's iconic 
those yeah. cutscenes, JB. I thought they would have uh, put them in front for you, but well, the, cut, the Blizzard cutscenes are pretty fucking good. Yeah, too, they're not so, bad either. Uh, yeah, this is true. Anyway, all right, Steely, one for you. I got a <laughs> would you rather? Would you rather Sonic Frontiers be a ten out of ten, <laughs> or the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom be a ten out of a ten game? Tears of the Kingdom, hands down. Because I mean, that's just me being a realist. <laughs> there will never be a 10 out of 10 Sonic game for the rest of my life, unfortunately. Because it's not a what do you think? It's a dog and bone that gets in, in, involved in that game is going to just absolutely ruin it. And Zelda, it's just it's in good hands, has been for a long time. It's I'd rather that I'd rather Zelda because it earns it. Mm. It, would, it will um, get the 10 out of 10 because it's earned it. Yeah, would you go so a... far as to say, fuck Sonic, uh, Simon? <laughs> nah, nah. No, nah, but seriously, fuck him though. <laughs> it's not- emotional, damn it! It wasn't. You heard it here first. <laughs> it fuck wasn't Sonic, according to no. Simon Steely McLaughlin. It wasn't a. Uh, this might be a good game still. Yeah, it wasn't more of a question of what do you think is going to happen. It's would you rather that Sonic gets back to the yeah. top of the pile, back to the pinnacle, releasing the best game in the series so far, at the sacrifice of Breath of the Wild two not being great. Nah, no, and no, still, I, I still, still think rather play yeah. two. Does like, I'd rather that to be a ten out of ten because yeah. I'm I'm licked for that game. Whereas, um, yeah. even if Sonic yeah. turns out to be a ten out of ten, no one's going to fucking play it anyway. It's uh, <laughs> it's just not going to have the same emotional. <laughs> it's not going to have the same audience that Breath of the Wild, uh, Tears of the Kingdom no. is going to have. Yeah. Like, uh, mm. honestly. Yeah, well, there you go. I thought you might have gone the other direction with that, Steely. I thought you might have felt, look, we've had a great Breath of the Wild game. If um, Tears of the Kingdom isn't going to be a 10 out of 10, it's probably still going to be good. Let's get Frontiers, uh, Sonic Frontiers on top, but it's just... Uh, stick with the devil you know is what yeah. I say. That's why I'm still with my wife. Stick with the devil you know. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Well, uh... <laughs> Emotional damage! That's a joke, everyone. All right. But still, he's, my uh, wife's a 10 out of 10. He's, so he's so throwing zero the, feedback. He's throwing the Duchess yeah. under the bus. That's it. Fucking nah, <laughs> hell. Yeah. Minus the divorce. That's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> oh, hang on. What are you doing, Casey? <laughs> oh, well, there's, uh, that's, that's the end it. of Steely. That's it. Thank you. I can't get rid of him that still easy. Still alive. All right, Pistol Pete. I got one for you. This is a yep. would you rather. Would you rather... Only be able to play Nintendo handheld console games, excluding the Switch, or Nintendo console, including the Switch games, for the rest of your life. So it's really a battle of the Wii U, the Wii Poo, the Switch versus 3DS, <laughs> Game Boy, all of the classic nostalgias. Uh, all the no, ones. Switch. No, nah, nah, definitely Switch because. You know, as you we were saying, all the new games that are coming out are all going to be on the Switch. So definitely on the home console. Plus, I don't really play much handheld 3DS games anymore. Only when you ride the that. bus, eh? Only on my bus trips. <laughs> yeah, and there you have it, guys. Thanks for uh, playing this or that slash would you rather. I think it's been an enlightening experience. And uh, I think we can all safely say that we're looking forward to gaming in the future and not holding on to the past. I think that's what we sort of came to in a lot of those questions. Absolutely. And, uh, well, that brings us to the end of another episode 
I'd like to say a big thank you to the DG crew, to Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Thank, thank you. Thanks, JB. It was a pleasure, mate. Uh, and Simon Steely McLaughlin. Thank you, Joel. You know what? I started this episode being angry. I wanted to kill someone. I laughed out my colon. I picked it back up again and shoved it up my ass. And now I'm happy. And thank you for having me on the show tonight, Joel. I love that so much. Pleasure is all mine. And uh, thank you, Casey C Mac, Pistol Pete McLaughlin. I've got a lot of names. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, everyone. It was uh, it was a show. <laughs> and if you want to uh, send us a message about your prolapsed colon, uh, we are on all the socials, or you can send us an email, uh, which no one ever does. Uh, it's usually spam, so it'd be nice to get something different. You could be the first. And uh, we'll bloody no, see you next week. All that I've been sending you for rectogesic, Joel, that's just because I was wanting to give you some enlightenment on uh, rectal um, health health and how to help with pain on your rectum does give you headaches though so just watch out i'll i'll keep that in mind should i ever use the product and we'll see you next week yeah yum 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 y